Abundance of caution. This is abundance of caution. It's abundance of caution. What abundance of caution? What do we do? In WAF, we talk in WAF at abundance of caution. It's a fantasy league. We talk football with 14 dudes at in WAF for abundance of caution. Abundance of caution. It's an abundance of caution. Fantasy football with Will. Welcome, everybody. It's Abundance of Sunshine. Cheerio. My name is Will. I am your host. Will I am. I am Will. William, host of Abundance of Sunshine. Northwest Arkansas Fantasy Football League. Clutch City. Power player. Manager, owner, coach, four and two. What's going on, everybody? It's a Friday night. We're having to change up the schedule a little bit. I no longer have the ability to stay up past eight on a work night. Uh, Pierce having to get up and leave the house and then drive home takes a lot out of the work day. So for somebody who hasn't done that since the year 2010 of our Lord, uh, yeah, I'm having I'm having issues. I can't stay up past like eight thirty. I don't get to watch the full Sunday, Monday, or Thursday night football games anymore. It's a struggle. I now am old balls. Yeesh. But everything else is great. Everything else is groovy. I just can't get it figured out. So anyway, so I think what we're gonna start doing. Not that you guys care. Nobody's asked. Monday night, we're going to try to get the weekend review and then flash forward. Is it flash forward? I think that's flash forward, right? You're flashing, going for Flashing forward to Friday night is when we'll do the preview. We'll talk about Thursday night's game. Talk about what's going on for the upcoming weekend. And boy, do we have a shitty weekend upcoming. Maybe not for everybody, but man, it's a, it's a rough week, man. Um, Matthew Berry, um, I know how many of you love Matthew Berry, but let me tell you, uh, Matthew Berry put a pretty good article on his love-hate list this week. It was actually just a love list. Um, he goes into all the players that are actually not playing this weekend, and it is a rough one. Looks like Southern Miss is going to the Sun Belt. Hmm. The group of five are, are are changing. The group of five is changing. Everything's changing again. Dundee has perpetual five-year contract restored. Okay. Uh, what am I trying to do here? We're going to fantasy. Hold on. Let me get to the fantasy home. Let me get you to Matthew Berry's. Surely it's on the front page. No. Freaking hockey. What's going on? The hockey season has started, everybody. Yay! Uh, the basketball season started, everyone. Yay! Um, uh, uh, good luck to everybody in the NWA Ballers League. I mean, we all know James Wheeler is going to win. But good luck to everybody else in doing what you do with that thing. I do miss it. I just disliked Sam so much that I just couldn't do it anymore. Plus, I never watch NBA games. But I enjoy being in fantasy leagues with my friends. So it's something I miss. I just wish you guys had a, a cooler commish. All right. So um, anyway, so what we got here is the Bills, the Cowboys, the Chargers, the Vikings, the Steelers, and yes, the Jags are all in bias. That means 
No Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, or Kirk Cousins. Those are all in the top 10. And for those in Superflex, no Big Ben and no Trevor Lawrence. That means no running backs like Austin Eckler, Najee Harris, Zeke Elliott, James Robinson, Dalvin Cook, Zach Moss, all in the top 22. That means wide receivers, no Mike Williams, Justin Jefferson, Deontay Johnson, C.D. Lamb, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Amari Cooper, Emmanuel Sandals, all in the top 25. Plus, Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, Marvin Jones, Cole Beasley, LaVisca Chanel, even the tight ends, Dalton Schultz, Dawson Knox, Jared Cook. Bye-bye. Also with injuries, no Russell Wilson, Baker Mayfield, Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, David Montgomery, Chris Carson, Clyde Hallett, Edwards Hilaire, Miles Sanders, no Juju Smith-Schuster, no Gontarius Tony, no Will Fuller, no Michael Thomas, no George Kittle, no Logan Thomas, uh, Saquon Barkley, Antonio Gibson, Alex Collins, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, Jerry Judy, Devontae Parker, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landy, Rob Gronkowski, Teddy Bridgewater were all questionable. Bridgewater did play last night. So look, good luck. We already know what's doing to me. I'm losing this week. I'm projected at what 52 59 projected at 59 and we know that the guru sometimes over most of the time over projects uh, so i don't think i'm scoring more than 50 i don't know if i'm gonna make it to 40 um i did go ahead and start case keenan he got me 13 points i just it really didn't matter i just picked a thursday night quarterback and since i told trey not to start teddy bridgewater last week i was not going to start bridgewater this week it was not even a wouldn't even a thing so case keenum he didn't do much 199 yards and a touchdown because fucking the Ernest johnson the third string in cleveland erupted for 160 something yards and two touchdowns good to have a waiver wire number one there so we'll just go through my matchup. Uh, Keller's going to win this. He leads the series 11-7. to As everybody knows, most importantly about this series, he's 3-0 against me in the final four. So sick. Um, I did win the last matchup, 99-66, week 12 of last season. Um, but 11-7, he's going to go with Darnold. He has no Mike Williams, uh, but he's fine outside of that. Sam Darnold, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Carter. D-Hop, Devontae Parker, Henry Ruggs, Julio Jones. He doesn't have a kicker in the lineup yet. Um, and the Packers D, he's projected at um, 84. Uh, there's not much for me to say about my lineup. It's a bunch of people who I don't start outside of Robert Woods. Uh, we'll see what Rashad Penny can do. Um, I'm excited to see the possibility of this. Perhaps Rashad Penny could be on the lineup long term. Now, as everybody knows, Rashad Penny can't stay healthy to save his life. And I hate that for him. Um, but with Alex Collins questionable, perhaps Rashad Penny can get a full load this week and maybe he can stay on my bench. I, I would think, quite frankly, most of these guys are not going to be on my roster, uh, what, four days from now, Tuesday? Uh, Case Keenum, gone. Malcolm Brown, probably gone. Um, Hunter Renfro, maybe time for him to be gone. Marquez Calloway, hmm. Devontae Freeman, yeah. I did go ahead and just added to my super flex, um, super, my, that's not what I meant to say, my uh, super stack. Um, yeah, I got great to like, don't worry about it. He'll be my kicker for the rest of the season. So Greg the leg and the Cowboys are on buys. I, there's nobody I can drop to put into the D and kicker this week. I'm not gonna drop the Cowboys D, they're number two. Um, since I'm going with the super stack, I'm not going to drop Greg the leg for a kicker who's going to score me six points this week when I can have Greg the leg for the next rest of the season along with the other Cowboys. 
And obviously on my bench, you look at Dak, Zeke, Pollard, Deontay, Dalton, CD, and Michael Gallup. Uh, Michael Gallup probably could have been dropped a while ago, but now that I've had him for five weeks, he's staying on the roster. Um, so that's about it for this one. I don't like to lose on purpose, um, but I, I there's just not much I can do to, to win or salvage this game. So I'm just going to take the L, going to move to 4-3 and three in my four-game losing streak, in my four weeks in a row of scoring 100. Uh, Mulberry Mountain gets a much-needed victory to move to 2-5. and five. And, you know, we don't want Mulberry to gain some steam, kind of like the Vicksburg Outlaws last year. And, and, you know, this happens a lot. Some teams kept steam down the stretch and become the team to be in the playoffs. You know, he has JT and he has Mike Williams, not to mention D-Hop and Julio. Um, so we want, if he can get a Russ Wilson back to the lineup, we want to kill um, the Moonshiners. Um, so on my end, I hate the fact that on my week of buys for all my players that I'm having to play a one of five team. I would much rather play the Flatulence, the Donks, so somebody who would give me, you know, who it wouldn't be a surprise if I beat them because they're going to go out there and score 120. Moonshiners would score 75 this week and be disgusting. I'm not going to be happy with the loss. This is also really exciting because we're about to have five straight weeks in this week's loss, but five straight weeks of people who took my week bet, my side bet, $10, Beat me, I give you $10, I beat you, I, I get $10. So uh, it's coming up. It's a really challenging five-week stretch here of Moonshiners this week because of my bye weeks. But then after that, the, the Adams, the, the Donks, uh, the Peace, <laughs> formerly Pieces, now the Oats, and the Akbars. Those are four of the, well, I'm, I'm guessing four of the top six, seven scoring teams in the league. Uh, so it's going to be challenging, um, and I'm going to need my Cowboys to do work, which I expect them to. I mean, you look at the Cowboys, you look at the Cowboys uh, schedule. I mean, they're just, they're averaging 45 more yards per game than the second team, second best team in the league. So 460 yards per game is what the Cowboys are doing. Uh, they're number one in scoring. They're top five in passing. They're number two in rushing. Uh, again, the Cowboys' defense are, are number two in fantasy. Um, but you look at the uh, the game log coming up after this week is at the Vikings, and then they get the Broncos at home. Then they get the Falcons and the Chiefs back-to-back, uh, followed by the Raiders and the Saints. And in the start, uh, the playoff run, they get Washington week 14. That'd be great for playoff week one. Get the Giants first week of the playoffs. You get Washington again second week of the playoffs, and then you end. You know, hopefully, if we can get that run far against a pretty stingy Arizona defense. So not the greatest championship game matchup. I can only hope that I get there. Anyway, I went off way too long about that, and I apologize. Ugh, ugh. Um, so we'll move on to the next matchup. Uh, that was ten minutes. So we gotta. I have to bring it down a little bit after that. So the Moonshiners will move to two and five. They also get ten extra dollars in their pocket. Good for them. Uh, smart of them. They did not start Tim Patrick or um, Demetric Felton last night. Tim Patrick, I think, had two points. Demetric didn't do anything. Hey, you can read the Fantasy Journalist's game preview. I never, I've never seen that. I don't look at this very often. I have a fourteen percent chance of winning this game. I would have beat the Moonshiners in each of the past four weeks. I would be two and four if I've had the same schedule as the Moonshiners. The Moonshiners would be four and two if they played the same schedule as me. Well, that's interesting. 
Okay. All right. Okay. Very well. Very well. Very well. Um, the Moonshiners are 11th in passing, 12th in rushing, 12th in defense. Those aren't great numbers. Not great numbers at all. Oh, by the way, I'm still thinking about starting to just add the points of our wide receivers. I would like to know the stats. I might might start doing that. I might look to Monday to see if I've added anything. I figure if I just do, I don't know what I'm going to do. We'll see. We'll see if I can work it out. Next up is downtown Akbars uh, versus the Fort Smith Cons. The Akbars are four and two, right in the two game winning streak. The uh, Cons are two and four uh, on a three game losing streak. Um, the Akbars lead the series three to one. The Cons broke the Schneid last year in a sixty eight to sixty four battle, straight battle. We got a great quarterback matchup this week between Matthew Stafford and Lamar Jackson. Both projected at twenty two. Stafford gets his old squad, the Dions. They're favored by 16 points. Stafford could go bananas. Could go bananas. Ravens have a pretty good matchup as well with the Bengals. The Ravens are favored by six and a half. So that's a, that's a great quarterback matchup. Um, the Cons get to ride Hubbard again until week nine, along with Mike Davis versus Damian Harris and J.D. McKissick. That's a, that's a good running back matchup. Um, let's see. Where's the separation here? Chris Godwin. Bucks continue to be without Antonio Brown and Rod Gronk. Um, AJ Green and Antonio Brown, he'll be going to the bench. Obviously, he's not going to play this week. Um, the Akbars have DK, Brandon Cooks, and Noah Fance. Uh, Noah didn't do much last night. Brandon and DK, I, I mean, DK, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Monday night versus the Saints. Geno Smith is your quarterback. It's just, it's just a toss-up. Uh, Cooks has a very difficult matchup at Arizona. Um, we saw what Houston did at Buffalo. I would expect more of the same. Arizona's favored by 18 points in this one. Yikes. Uh, Mark Ingram versus Antonio Gibson uh, in the flex. Not great for the Akbars there. McManus versus Koo. Koo. Uh, I like Koo there uh, to get the win. And then the Giants defense versus Carolina versus the Raiders defense versus the Eagles. Um, nothing too exciting about either one of those matchups. Uh, Carolina's favorite by three. Vegas is favorite by three. I don't think either one of them is going to get seven points. Um, hmm. I see that, one, the cons are rolling with a three-quarterback rotation. And I also see that the cons are rolling with a two-kicker rotation for the second week in a row. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I get it, man. The bench is tough. The bench is tough in a 14-team league. But if you got Lamar, you really have no use for Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow. And obviously, you, you only need one kicker. Come on. And you get ooh, the 23rd best kicker in the NFL this year. Fantasy. I mean, so if, you got, I mean, if you got the 23rd best kicker, why do you need another kicker on the bench? I mean, come on. Uh, I'm giving this... Uh, the Akbars are going to struggle to score points here. I think the cons, due to the struggles of what is our Week 7 scheduling and injuries, I think the cons are going to end the snide, the three-game losing streak. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to the cons. The Akbars could win. I mean, if Matt Stafford goes off and Damian Harris and J.D. McKissick, I mean, there's... There's chances for the Akbars to win here. I mean, they have a 
a pretty decent starting lineup outside of Fant and Ingram. You never know with Ingram. I mean, the Texans have four running backs. You can get the hot hand and score some junk time. It, I mean, when you're starting two Texans, your your confidence can't be high. Cannot be high. Plus a Bronco. Two Broncos. Two Texans and two Broncos. Good God. Plus a fucking Washington football team player. I mean, plus a Patriot. Yakbars were like, how many... I mean, what's the overall win-loss record of the teams that the Akbars are trotting out on the field? Can we look this up real quick? Now, we know that Matthew Stafford and the Rams are doing just fine. So, that's that's fine. That's good to go. Excuse that background music. That's a commercial. The, the Rams... The Rams are... In the NFC, the Rams are 5-1, doing just fine. Okay. Uh, the Patriots are two and four. The Washington football team, they are two and four. The Denver Broncos are three and four. The Houston Texans are one and five. The Seattle Seahawks are two and four. I mean, credit to the Akbars. Somehow four and two with, I mean, of course, these. You know, obviously he's got Keenan Allen on the bench over there. He's got Ronald Jones on the bench over there who's waiting to come up. He's got Nick Chubb, Hurt, Marvin Jones on a bye. Of course, Jacksonville's 1-5. Um, anyway, I'm getting into the cons. Mm. Yeah. Darktown Dudes versus Springdale, Springfield Adams. I, I, this may be the game of the week. The Dudes and the Adams. I'm going to give it to them. The dudes and the atoms are game of the week. Uh, dudes currently favored 106 to 99. Let's go ahead and say that this will not be a 106 to 99 final. Uh, the dudes are 3-3. Three and three, The atoms are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, The dudes first in defense. Um, rushing rank for the atoms fourth. Uh, passing rank for the dudes fourth versus the thirteenth for the Adams. Uh, you know Kyler Murray versus Tannehill. That's a that's a large, large advantage for the dudes there. Um, the dudes lead the series two to nothing. So the Adams are hoping to break that tonight. Um, running backs Josh Jacobs and Elijah Mitchell. Not a fan of that versus Alvin Kamara and DeAndre Swift. I am a fan of that. Uh, again, the Rams are favored by sixteen over DeAndre Swift. You can't like that. Uh, but 25 to 19 for the, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, Adams for projections there. And I do agree with that. I think the Adams could wish wash any Kyler lead over Tannehill to make that more of a close game. Then you got a pretty good wide receiver matchup here. Travis Kelsey, Christian Kirk, Cortland Sutton versus DJ Moore, Mark Andrews, Ricky Seals Jones. Okay, uh, Ricky Seals. Ricky, let's see what's going on with Ricky Seals. Uh, he's the tenth tight end. He's averaging four point three a week. That doesn't inspire confidence. At zero in week one, zero in week three, one point nine in week four, 
4.1 week five. He had 11.8 last week. Of course, uh, some of this is skewed because Logan Thomas is the, uh, you know, the number one tight end in Washington, and he's on the injured reserve. Let's see what his notes state about Ricky Seals-Jones. Uh, he's going to play. He's got a quadricep situation. Uh, he missed practice Wednesday. was limited on Thursday, but he'll avoid injury designation on Washington's final report. Seals Jones is top 90% snap share in three straight games. That's impressive. Uh, catching 11 of 19 targets for 118 yards and a touchdown during that stretch. He's on the tight end one map, at least the bottom half of it, for however long Logan Thomas remains silent. All right, fuck it. Start him up. Start him up. Start him up. Uh, Mike Gasecki Mike versus how many tight ends do we have in this matchup? Just one, two, three. We've got four tight ends in this matchup. Um, it seems a lot in a non-tight end league. Oh, man, look at this kicker matchup. Holy moly. Justin Tucker versus Mason Crosby. I mean, they both almost look exactly the same in their profile picks. Justin, no, they both have long necks. Um, smiles are very similar. They both have the same kind of chiseled face, ears, and the ears are almost identical. I mean, I, it's hard to see a real difference between the looks of Justin Tucker versus the looks of Mason Crosby. Um, Justin Tucker sings opera. I don't know what Mason Crosby sings. Mason, I like the I like the name Mason more than I like the name Justin. Like, we have, like, four Justins in our fantasy league. I mean, it's, we get it, Justin. We get it. Mason's a much better name. I don't know who has a better head of hair. Neither one of them are wearing eye black. I think that's a positive. Mason looks older in his picture. Justin Tucker kind of looks like a young carp. But a good-looking, like a, you know, like a, a halfway decent-looking carp. Mason Crosby doesn't really look like anybody I recognize. I'm going to give the kicker edge to Mason Crosby. Uh, Patriots defense versus the Saints defense. Uh, Patriots going against the Jets. Projected at 12. Seems a little high. I get it. Zach Wilson sucks. So uh, the dudes have Najee Harris, Dawson Knox, Kenny Galladay, um, and the Bills defense all on zeros. While the uh, I think the, uh, the Adams did a good job picking up Kirk Cousins. Now, my understanding of preseason that Kirk Cousins had a great front end of the schedule before things got more difficult, so we'll see about that. He's got Justin Jefferson. Hey, you got a little Kirk Cousins and Jeff Justin Jefferson combo there. Manny Sanders on a bye also. Let's see what Kirk Cousins' schedule is coming down the stretch. So he's been enjoying life, man. 20.7 points per game, but still only rostered in 82% of leagues. All right, so he scored 28.5 points last week after the Sin City silence dumped him, probably because he scored 13 and 10 to two weeks before that. But 22, 25, 25, and 28 in four of the six games. Um, next week, he's got Dallas. Then he's got the Ravens. He's got a tough matchup versus the Chargers, Packers, 49ers. I mean, this this is not a bad match. I mean, it's not a bad schedule for Kirk Cousins at all. All these teams are ranked in the teens or in the 20. Cowboys are ranked 21st versus quarterback. Um, San Francisco week 12 is ranked 24th. Lions 16th. Pittsburgh 17th. 
Um, even the playoffs, the Bears are ninth. That could be an issue around one. Uh, the Rams are 12th, and the Packers are 15th for your playoff runs. So Kirk Cousins, probably a good pickup for the Adams, who should be making a playoff push at 3-3, three and three, uh, top five or six in points, probably higher than that. I don't know for sure. I'm going to give the edge to the dudes here uh, to go to 4-3. and three. Uh, Chubb Toads versus uh, Vicksburg Outlaws should be a good matchup. It's 92 to 88 uh, advantage. The Toads, who are four and two, the Allies are three and three. Um, the Toads are third in rushing. Uh, neither one of them are doing very much anywhere else. Uh, a Rod versus Jalen Hurts should be a high-scoring affair. Uh, the Allies lead the series nine to six. Outlaws have won the last two meetings. Um, running back matchup, Miles Gaskin and Joe Mixon versus Fournette and McKinnon. Uh, Joe Mixon and Fournette will be a good matchup. Gas, Gaskin and McKinnon, not going to be a good matchup. Gaskin projected at nine is ridiculous at this point. Uh, the wide receivers, uh, the Allies get to put Debo back in the lineup. Waller the baller, Jacoby Myers, it's a good wide receiver trio versus Jamar Chase. Tyler Lockett, Hunter Henry, uh, advantage outlaws there. Uh, the flex, uh, Jalen Waddle versus A-Rod. I don't know. I'd call it even there. Uh, Matt Gay versus Harrison Butker. Fucking Matt Gay. You, you, I mean, again, the Rams are favored by 16. Matt Gay, the issue with Matt Gay this week could be that they just kick seven extra points. I mean, that's seven points, which is great, but I'm not sure how many field goals you'll be kicking when you're favored by 16. Well, we shall see. Uh, so I'd give the slight edge to Harrison Butker there versus the Titans for the Chiefs and then the Broncos who played last night. I don't think they did much of anything. Uh, and the Browns, who, who also played last night. I don't know how these guys did. We'll have to look at the scores after this. So I'm going to give the slight edge to the Chub Toads there. Now Chub Toads, um, looks like they're going to be benching Alex Collins currently. Could Alex Collins find his way into the lineup? Well, I don't know. I mean, he could. He can go in for Waddle or for Gaskin, but I think right now the Toads have it right. And Tavius Murray looks... Oh, he's been ruled out. Interesting. Okay, I didn't know that. Shoot, fire up Devontae Freeman, boy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Austin Eckler on a bye. Michael Thomas uh, still resting. Um, and for the uh, Outlaws, Devin Singletary at zero. Uh, Wilson's not doing anything. Adam Thielen's on a bye. Uh, C-Max hurt for forever. Um, Dallas Godert could get into the lineup, you would think, over one of these guys. I don't know who exactly, but that should be a good matchup. I'm excited about the uh, Chubb Toads versus Outlaws matchup. Given the, uh, I think I said Outlaws, I'm going to stick with Outlaws. Flatulence versus the Oats, another good, good matchup number one team. Uh, two high-scoring teams, the Flatulence 5-1 versus the Oats 3-3. Three three. Flatulence uh, are destroying this matchup 6-2. So right there and then, advantage Flatulence. We need Flatulence to get some losses. Look, guys, I can't do it all on my own. Holland Oats uh, have the number one quarterback, but not this week. He's going with James Winston. That's quite the downgrade. First in passing, second in rushing, but only 11th in defense. Uh, the Flatulence also very balanced, third in passing and fifth in rushing, and seventh in defense. So Tom Brady versus Jameis Winston, the advantage there to Tom Brady. The Bucks are favored by 11.5. Uh, 
Aaron Jones and Cord versus Daryl Williams and Devontae Booker. Uh, you would think a that's a large advantage just by Aaron Jones himself, but you just never know. Daryl Williams had a great game last week. Um, we'll, we'll see. Now that the bye is 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 up for the Falcons, how does Cord Patterson continue his magical 2021 season? I don't know. Cooper Cup projected at 16. Good Lord. Sterling Shepard at 9. Darnell Mooney at 7 versus Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, and T. Higgins. Uh, that's a large advantage to the flatulence. Um, Jays Connor versus Khalil Herbert. Um, I like both of those guys there. Daniel Carlson and his, his head of hair versus Evan McPherson and his douche smile. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, Cardinals versus the Texans. Boy, that's a good start. And Panthers versus the Giants. That could also be a good start. Hmm. Um, who's on buys? Uh, oh, Deshaun Watson. We, we've talked about Deshaun Watson this week. Everything I read, and I drafted Deshaun Watson. Everything I read points to the fact that Deshaun Watson's not playing this year. The NFL does not want him on the field this year. I, it's hard to say what exactly is going on with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. They're paying him. They're keeping him inactive. As Chief pointed out, that is Goodell somehow. It It's possible. It's possible that there's some type of agreement in place that Goodell's like, Watson's not going down. But the Texans have made it clear that Watson and the Texans' relationship is over. It's done done for. So there's nothing going on anymore. So there's potential here of Watson getting moved to Miami, which puts Tua on the move. We've seen Washington as the rumor uh, of who would be getting moved where. It, to me, it doesn't matter. Whatever they do, I, I don't know all the – stupid stuff that has to go on. Watson's not going to play this year. He's going to get traded and either suspended or uh, com- commission exemplist for the rest of the season. It, there doesn't seem to be anything happening with Deshaun Watson and all the accus- accusers that have come after him, which tells me that they're just going to make him <laughs> disappear for the rest of the season, and then he'll be ready to go the start of 2022 season as long as no charges are filed or anything else happens. I mean, I don't know. if I mean, once you're rapey, it's not like you just stop being rapey, right? I think you stay rapey. I don't think you stop your rapey ways. It's not like you can just go to rehab for being rapey. Um, and especially if you don't face any consequences. Like, he's not getting to play for the Texans this year, but he's getting paid, like, what, $10 million, if not more? And then he gets traded to another team, knowing that he's going to be the starter next season. Where I mean, what's the consequence? What's going to make Watson decide? All right, look, I don't want to be rapey anymore. I just don't. Like, I don't want to do what I've done to like twenty-eight other women. I'm going to stop now. Anyway, I don't see it. But anyway, if he does go to the Dolphins or wherever he goes, he's going to be a twenty-eight-year-old starting quarterback, right? I think he's twenty-seven. With Probably, if as long as he can stay unrapey, he has like another decade in the league. So, you know, misses one year. But anyway, flatulence taking a flyer on him. When you're five and one, you can do that. It makes sense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence also on a zero. Uh, Jamal Williams on the bench. Saquon, um, he's not playing Sunday. Okay. Amari is on bye. Jerry Judy is hurt. Ceh is there. Are a lot of zeros. Yeah, that's a lot of zeros, all but Jamal Williams. A lot of zeros on the bench for the flatulence. Uh, over for the Oats, obviously they're missing the number one quarterback in the league, Josh Allen. Running back, Zach Moss. Chris Carson's injured. 
Uh, Corey Davis on the bench, TJ Hawkinson on the bench, George Kittles hurt, Damian Williams. Um, Damian Williams is unvaccinating, meaning he won't be able to clear the NFL's COVID protocols until Saturday at the earliest. Of course, if Williams does get cleared, then he's going to be an issue with Khalil Herbert there. So Khalil's currently projected at eight. Damian's projected at six. So obviously Chief, if he wants any chance to win this game, needs Damian to to be COVID uh, for one more week. Rondell Moore and Rashad Bateman. Uh, it's tough to start two wide receivers in fantasy. Rashad had seven targets last week, which is great. Just it's tough to start rookie wide receivers. So I'm going to give it the edge here to the flatulence to move to six and one. The odds fall back to three and four. Brings us to Sin City Silence and the Cucamonga War Horses. Um, look, man, I'm I'm sorry to Sin City, uh, but I just. You, <laughs> Fucking the War Horses go out and get the Ernest Johnson, who was predicted at eight and scores what twenty six. Javante Williams also had a very nice game. I think he scored sixteen. So pretty rare, D. Ernest Johnson versus Javante Williams running back battle there. Uh, DJ Dallas also going. I mean, Javante Williams and Sony Michelle versus the Ernest Johnson and DJ Dallas. Good ward. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 funny thing is though, DJ Dallas, if Penny isn't healthy, if Alex Collins doesn't play, it's gonna be the DJ Dallas show in Seattle on Monday night. So who knows? Uh, Matt Ryan versus two at the quarterback. Um, Tyreek, Calvin, and Scary Terry versus Marquise, Mike Evans, and Kyle Pitts. That should be a fun wide receiver battle. Should be, should be. Uh, Brandon Auk. Uh, versus Ty Johnson, not a good flex battle. Not not good whatsoever. Ty's currently projected at three, and I know about the Ty Johnson starting game. Um, he likes to score three points. Um, so if that's what you're looking for, um, buddy, you're going to get it. He's going to get you three. If you want three, he'll get you three. For this season, he has 26 attempts for 95 yards. Six receptions, 51 yards, 20.6 fantasy points. He scored 2.6 week one. He did get five in week two, 2.3 in week three, 1.3 in week four. He did get a touchdown week five for 9.4. So that's tough. He's rostered in 4% of leagues. Uh, Matt Prater versus Chase McLaughlin. Not the most exciting kicker matchup in the world there. Uh, again, Prater's playing for Arizona. He's favored by 18. Again, he could get six extra points. Uh, Chase played last night. There were not a lot of points happening there. Uh, the Colts defense versus the 49ers, I don't think much about that. The Ravens defense versus the Bengals, I don't really think much about that. Um, a lot of zeros on the War Horses bench. Justin Herbert, David Montgomery, Dalvin Cook, Alexander Mattinson, LaVisca Chenault, and Chase Claypool. Uh, one guy has points. Jeremy Nichols projected a four. Uh, for the silence, uh, Tony Jones, Kadarius Tony, Will Fuller, all out this week. The other guys might as well be out. Giovar Bernard, Kenneth Gainwell, Samaje P. Ryan, John Kelly at three. Uh, you know, before last night, I probably would have gave the edge to the silence. 
but after what the Ernest Johnson did, I, I mean, it shifts to the uh, the War Horses. The War Horses, the Silence lead the series nine to five, but the War Horses have won the last three matchups. How bizarre! Uh, I'm going to give it to the War Horses um, behind the Ernest Johnson. I don't know if they have a lot of points left <laughs> to score though. Uh, it's not going to come from the Ravens' defense. It's not going to come from Ty Johnson. It's going to have to be the three wide receivers. I mean, is Tua going to score a lot? I don't know. Ooh, that's a tough one. I think this game is probably going to be in the low 80s. I'm going to give it to the Royal Horses. Not the game of the week. It's, it's the anti-game of the week. And then that leads us down to the Hosh Brownings uh, versus the Dunks. Uh, a slight edge by CBS, 26-point favorite for the Dunks, who are 3-3 three and three, but first in points. The Brownings are 3-3 three and three, but 12th in points. Uh, the Dunks are second in passing, first in rushing, fifth in defense. Uh, the Brownies are sixth in passing, 13th in rushing, 13th in defense. Starting Taylor Henneke again. Um, Versus Patrick Mahomes. Boy, that's a large advantage to Mahomes. Uh, Derrick Henry and Terrell Henderson uh, versus Miles Sanders and Ramondre Stevenson. Good Lord. That's a large advantage to the Donks. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, and Michael Pittman versus Devontae Adams, Robbie Anderson, and Tyler Boyd. Uh, there, there's an advantage to the Brownies. Um, um, but... Not much else going after that. A.J. Dillon versus Van Jefferson. That's what we got in the flex. Um, Bullock versus Sukup. And the Bucks versus the Bears. And the Rams versus the Lions. Uh, the Rams have a chance to smash. Well, I mean, both teams have a chance to smash here. Justin Fields going against that Bucks front. Whew, boy, that's going to be rough. And then Jared Goff. Going against uh, the Rams' defense, yikes. They're both projected at 9. They both could very easily get to 15 to 20. Bucks are favored by 11.5. The Rams are favored by 16. I'd, I'd call this a wash. Um, on the uh, the bench for the, the Brownings, you've got Trey Lancet, who's injured. Uh, Carlos Hyde, 0. James Robinson, 0. Stephon Dick, 0. The Chargers' defense, 0. Um, over for the Donks. KJ Osborne and Kareem Hunt. Uh, I'm still riding with Josh Gordon. See what Ertz can do in Arizona. Le'Veon Bell. No Latavius Murray. See what Le'Veon Bell does. Who gets who gets the better of that? So Tyson Williams will be out there. Uh, De- Devontae Freeman will be out there. And Le'Veon Bell will be out there. It'll be interesting to see what the Ravens do. But anyway, I'm giving this to the Dogs. Um, I, I asked the question if anybody's going to score over 100 this week. The Dunks have 109 for, for projected. I don't know if they're going to get there. Um, but they, they certainly, to me, have the best chance to get there. Uh, the Dunks lead the series 7-6. to six, and They've won the last two. It's a very close matchup history. Uh, but I don't really think the Brownies have any any chance at keeping up with the Dunks on, on this one. So that's it. That's our Week 7 preview. Good luck to everybody. Half of you are going to lose. It's going to suck. It does hurt. You're just going to have to suck it up. Let's check what's happened on the free agency wire this week. Um, I, like I stated, I picked up Greg the Leg since um, the flatulence dropped him. Uh, I also picked up Case Keenum for a Thursday night start. He scored 13. 
nothing exciting. The Sin City Silence picked up John Kelly and um, dropped a, a guy by who spells his name E L I J H A A Penny. Elijah Penny. Now, Elijah Penny plays for the Giants, according to CBS here. Where did Elijah Penny go to college? Where did Elijah Penny go to college? Is he D1? Because he doesn't seem like he's D1. I picture him like Holy Cross. Like a Holy Cross Davidson. I don't think Elijah Penny's D1. I've never seen that name. I've surely I would remember seeing somebody who spelled their name E L I J H A A. I watch a lot of college football. I don't recall seeing this. Of course, that doesn't mean he's not D1. He very well could be a talented, talented D1 Power 5 player. Elijah Penny. Let's check it out. He's been in the league for five years. Jeez. He's 28 years old. Oh, boy. He's getting close to 30. His time is just about up. Um, I'm going to need to know where you're from, Elijah. He's, he's rostered in 0% of leagues. Um, boy, how can I get to more Elijah Penny stats? I need more Elijah Penny information. Uh, Idaho. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think Idaho is D1. I'm not sure. The Idaho Vandals, I think they play in the, uh, the Mountain West Conference. I think that's where the uh, Petrino coaches, I think, the other Petrino. All right. Um, anyway, where were we? Uh, ads drops. Um, the Flatstones picked up Deshaun Watson. They dropped to Tyler Higbee. I'm probably going to put in a waiver claim for Tyler. Well, I mean, you don't even like to put in. Well, I, I don't have any room to put him on the roster this week. We're going to have to add him next week. So Tyler Higbee, come on down to the clutch. Oh, let's look at the uh, the power rankings. All right. Whoa, I'm first. <laughs> after this week. I had no idea. How exciting is that? When did this power ranking come out? October 20th? It has been out two for two days and not one person mentioned that I was first in the power rankings. Look at CD Lamb. Clutch City power player strapped on a rocket booster this week and jumped up three spots in the power rankings. They demolished little hollow hash brownies winning 113 to 77. Hmm. Coach William Hendricks continues to shuffle his lineup, more moves than any other coach, and this week those extra moves earned an, an extra 4.3 points. Come on. I, don't, I have no idea what that means. Deadwood Donks, number two. Patrick Mahomes is leading the league in interceptions. What? Outside of the Jets, but is also leading the league in passing touchdowns. Number three, the Flatulence. Hedrick has been the best coach in the league and added yet more points to his team's total. Four is the Akbars. Akbars will get to face the Fort Smith Cons next week. That team's in the middle of a three-game losing streak. The dudes are number five. Dudes have been enjoying the services of Najee Harris, who's gone five weeks without dipping below average running back points. Six is the Outlaws. Fournette is on a nice trajectory, improving his point total for three straight weeks. Seven is the Adams. Took a big fall in the rankings this week after losing to Vicksburg Outlaws. He did take a big fall. Six spots. 
That's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm, I'm about to do. I could fall further. The Chubb Toads at eight. Uh, Miles Gaskin is still waiting for his first 100 yards from scrimmage. Game after picking up only 14 yards. Holland Oates, we're not going to say anything about you. Number nine. The Moonshiners, number 10. Uh, the Hash Bunnies, number 11. The War Horse is number 12. It's posted the lowest score of the season. The week after they posted the highest score of all time. That's hilarious. The Collins are number 13. And the Sin City Silence. They're the worst team in the league in scoring touchdowns this week, which is no big surprise given that they've been the worst team in that category overall for the season. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, Sin City Silence, the manager, Brian Poe, uh, made the announcement yesterday that he's finally, note to self, don't pick shitty players from shitty teams. Good, 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 good. Um, the Akpars picked up a Donovan People Jones, dropped the Titans. The Collins uh, picked up a Giants, dropped the Lions. The Warhorses picked up a Ty Johnson, dropped a Tariq Cohen. Uh, the Silence uh, picked up Elijah Penning, no longer on the roster. The Brownies dropped a Greg Joseph, picked up a Randy Bullock. The Oats gave waste to Mac Jones versus the Jets. D. Kind of a surprise there. Uh, picked up a Jameis Winston versus the Seahawks D. Um, the Adams picked up the Ricky Seals Jones. Uh, the Flatulence picked up a Daniel Carlson and dropped Greg the Leg on the waivers. And the War Horses, great, great pickup of the Ernest Johnson. It's just a one to two week pickup, but it, it it's probably going to get him a victory. Springfield Adams got Kirk Cousins. Donks added Zach Ertz, dropped the Steelers defense. I picked up Devontae Freeman. Silence used a waiver claim on Matt Prater. Uh, the Outlaws got Jamison Crater, dropped Jalen Rigor, and the Akbars got the Raiders, dropped the Dolphins. So there we go. All right, guys. Well, we'll see what's happening. Uh, I'm up 12.6 to 0. Akbars are at 5.9 to 0. The Donks are up 6.8 to 0. The Chubbs and Outlaws had a 2 to 5 battle on Thursday Night Football. Fort Shit and the Oats remain at 0. Uh, they're getting the War Horses with 28.8 versus Cincinnati Sounds 11.2. And the Hollow and the Donks at 0 to 0. Hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend. Enjoy the Sunday football that is. As well as a Razorback victory tomorrow. We're last in the SEC West yet again. But at least we get to beat up on UAPB. I expect us to rush for approximately 450 yards. In what I believe will be a 52 to 7 type ball game. Um, I'm hoping that uh, both um, Burks and uh, KJ uh, don't play past the second quarter as we get prepared for the rest of the season, which is a much easier season. Outside of Alabama, uh, stretch of the schedule. Outside of Alabama, there's to me, we could certainly run the table. Um, at LSU will be tough. I mean, all the games will be tough, but we should, we should get on a on a roll here. All right. Good night.
Vox one. Box wine. Box wine. Box wine. Box wine. Box wine. Box wine.